This podcast is brought to you by NetBank. Whether you're thinking of franchising your business, buying into or revamping your franchise, stay tuned for tips on how to grow your brand and portfolio. Welcome to another episode of NetBank Franchising Podcast. I'm Charles Schwinn. Today we have Sebastian Schneider, the General Manager of Motherland Coffee. Sebastian, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Sebastian, I must say I'm extremely excited because I am, uh, I'm not ashamed to say it, but I am a coffee addict myself. And I've been to the Motherland Coffee, the one in Rosebank, and I ordered a, a nice and strong um, Americano. I was very, very satisfied that day. That's uh, super good to hear. We obviously pride ourselves uh, on our coffee, and it's always good to, uh, to meet another Motherland fan. <laughs> so I, I, I got to ask, um, like, look, there's so many coffee shops. As, as you know, there's so many coffee shops, there's so many different brands. Why did you start another coffee brand? Tell us why. Um, Charles, you know, this, this is now going back almost, almost 10 years ago. Um, at the time, I suppose, if you think about it, everyone has some sort of affinity to coffee, whether you just love drinking it, uh, the mystery around it, or if you love going to cafes, everyone has a passion for, for, for coffee. And uh, the business idea came around of it, uh, probably started off with a little bit of naivety about retail as well, which <laughs> which worked in our favor at the time. But, um, but basically a real passion for coffee and a realization that at that point in time, there were very few retail, high street, African origin coffee brands. There were a lot of uh, European cafes, uh, American orientated uh, cafes, but nothing that really heroed African origin coffees, which uh, the founders, myself included, were, were just really big fans of. Uh, and that's where the idea kind of kind of was birthed. And I remember, if I'm not mistaken, there are three of you, right? There's there's you, there's Rob, and there's your sister Kirsten, the the, the three founders. And and obviously later on, you guys took on other other members. Is that right? 100% correct. So uh, at the time, um, we were we were very close. We we, we stayed in very close proximity. Um, Rob and Kirsten had just gone on a, uh, a, a sort of a world a, a world trip. And obviously, just been to a lot of coffee houses around the world, from Asia to the U.S., uh, Australia. I was uh, at the time in um, branding and advertising, and very much involved in the in the developing sort of creative and uh, the the African and specifically Johannesburg creative scene. Um, and that was the point where we kind of came together, and this idea for Motherland began. Okay, and then uh, how long did you guys plan for? Because sometimes people plan for years, sometimes it was a spur of a moment, sometimes people get this light bulb moment, moment in the shower. Did you guys sit down and plan and just take us through the process? How long did it take for, from, from ideal to concept to say, okay, guys, let's do this? So from, from uh, I suppose, the first, you know, I suppose there was a lot of chat and then from the point of, uh, okay, let's do this to, to opening doors of, a, of an establishment, was uh, was was about ten months to a year. Was about ten months to a year. Um, so a lot of development. I mean, obviously, you just start with the thought: African coffee. Let's get it to people. Let's do something world class. Something that's um, you know stands out as a brand. And then it, then the hard work starts. You know, not just building the brand and the business, but um, suppliers. Where do you get product from? What is the uh, operational systems, you know, finding a location. I mean, we're a retail high street brand, you know, when you're, you know, finding your first location when you, you don't have any track record as a, uh, as a retailer is, is often quite difficult as well. So, so all these different things, it took about, uh, about 10 months. Um, and then, uh, and that's when we, we opened our doors for the first time in Rosebank. Okay. 
And then during this 10 months, did you, did the three of you say, okay, we're going to save a portion of our salary every month as a seed money? Or did you look for outside investors? Or did you guys just went, you know what, let's just pulling our, our savings and let's go all in? So it was a, it was a combination. It was a combination of uh, some investment, uh, some sweat equity. Uh, at the time, we had one outside investor from Hong Kong uh, who was also an old, an old friend who, who, who invested some money. Uh, Robin Kirsten, they also had a, uh, a business at the time which was operating, which, which, which made some investment. So it was a combination of everyone sort of keep your jobs while we do this, put in sweat equity, put in some equity, uh, uh, as well as one, one outside investor uh, and a big mix of things to, to kind of get this, get this thing going. And the Motherland Coffee, tell us how do you get that name? Uh, motherland, obviously for us, Motherland, the, the word Motherland refers to Africa, the Motherland. We, you know, as I've, as I've mentioned in the conversation, the, the foundation of why we did this was to, to really represent African coffee on the world stage. Now it's, 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 it's well known, Africa is the birthplace of coffee, Ethiopia. Um, was the founding origin of all coffees around the world. Every, every, um, every coffee essentially that's grown around the world originally comes from Ethiopia. Um, but there's so many other African origins producing unbelievable coffees. But the, but the story of coffee, um, specifically of like retail and high streets and um, you know, household name, brand, coffee from cafes to, 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 to bags of coffee is not African. That story doesn't belong to us. Uh, at, well, definitely didn't at the time, and that was our aim to change that. Uh, so we kicked around a lot of names. Um, the Motherland was funny enough the first one we mentioned, but uh, but it just felt right. It feels warm. It feels welcoming. It feels big, um, and it just it, it just felt like the perfect fit for us. Great, and I I believe the 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 first store opened up in Rosebank in 2010. So can you just tell us, uh, leading up to the store opening, how did you get the word out there? How did you create some kind of hype? Or were you guys expecting to let it grow organically and whoever's walking past will see it? Um, no, no, no. I mean, there was, uh, you know, there was uh, a lot of uh, groundwork at the time. Um, you know, obviously, I think as any uh, starting out entrepreneur, uh, as it goes with everyone, friends and families are... <laughs> Our marketing point starting point number one you know we started with friends we started with family uh, we built the community from there um, and then uh, obviously that's prior to opening you know what we do is we'd, we'd, we'd sort of have uh, tasting evenings and uh, cupping evenings and menu test evenings and uh, you know check the brand with people and you know as I say we, we all kept the, the jobs that we had I was very much involved in the advertising industry and got it out into that community so by the time we opened um, we didn't have thousands and thousands of, of followers but we had a group of people who were sort of um, invested in our success in the success of this what it was one cafe at the time um, and then at least when we opened our doors we had people who um, who were already kind of backing us and um, and the, obviously the product, the coffee we produced, the food we produced, the experience had to match up to to the talk, um, and uh, and thankfully it, it, it did. Uh, but that essentially was the base which we could which we could launch off. Um, as well as at the time, you know, we did a lot of uh, social media uh, marketing and that kind of thing. It wasn't as uh, you, you know, I don't think you had. It wasn't as you know, you couldn't sort of. At the time, it wasn't as easy, let me just say, to, to reach a mass market as quickly as you can now. But social media was also a big part of what we did back then. Mm. 
So you, you mentioned the, the, you're, you're reaching out to your networks and the, the people around you, friends and family. Now, were there, were there anything that during the, the, the tasting, that something that they said, the feedback-wise, that you guys went, you know what, that's a brilliant idea, let's implement it. Anything that stands out? You know, nothing in particular, but it does, it, it, you know, especially when you, I think in those early days, you know, now it's easy. You test something, you put it in 10 stores, you're like, wow, people love this over here, they don't like it over here. Oh, the, this is going well, that's not going well. It's easy to just monitor the data and monitor the trajectories. But when you're starting out and you're in development, it's really hard to know if, the, if, if, if what you think is amazing is, is amazing or if it's, just, <laughs> if it's just you backing yourself, you know? So I think it helped, you know, we, we, there was not one particular thing um, but it helped to know what was resonating with people, you know, and, uh, and what wasn't. So it, it can't say that it was like, wow, you know, this, this one thing, that's what people loved. Um, but, uh, but it's definitely a mix of a few different things. I suppose, as an example, um, at the time, this is 10 years ago, you know, we, we, we had three coffee sizes. We had, you know, you got the, the, the short, the tall, and what we call the mother cuppa. Uh, and at the time, we said, hey, guys, what do you think about this? We weren't sure. We were like, flip, are people going to freak out? Is it going to be good? And the feedback was mixed. Some people were like, no, no, guys, you, you cannot do that. No way. Other people were like, oh, man, that's awesome. We love that. Um, and we were like, you know what? Let's go with it. We want to be edgy. We want to have fun as well with what we do. So let's do it. And it actually turned out to be a big hit in the end. And it became a bit of a like a cult thing for us. So sometimes... Um, you know, you get the feedback, but the feedback isn't necessarily like the holy grail. That's what we did learn. I can say that. Mm -hmm. So, you, are, you, are you referring to the name instead of calling it a grande? You naming a mother, mother cuppa? Are you referring to that? A mother cuppa, exactly. That's what I'm referring to, exactly. When you when you said that, it made me smile because um, it's different. 100. percent It's just it was something different. It was something cheeky. And uh, a little bit on the edge, but we, well, at the time it felt on the edge, but once we launched it, it felt really natural and we, we really enjoyed it. And then tell me, look, because I, I, I've spoken to so many business owners, uh, franchise owners by now, that it's a lot of hard work. Can you just walk us through, um, because you, you're opening in Rosebank Mall, so which is seven days a week, public holidays, when, when, when people perhaps are resting, you are working weekends. Um, can you just take us through, I mean, was first year the hardest or the first three year the hardest? And when did you actually stop working seven days a week? Or do you still work seven days a week? Yeah, it's interesting. I th uh, no, we still, okay, we don't work, essentially you don't have to work in the same way, uh, I, I don't think. Uh, obviously in those early days, it's, it's just everything's on you. What we did have was we had, um, we had team, it wasn't a single, um, entrepreneur who's just going it alone sometimes you know you want to do it all yourself but we had we could sort of pass the baton when someone ran completely out of steam you know we had myself and my brother-in-law would essentially bounce off uh who had to uh take the lead because uh yeah i mean it's you know you had started a business before not a seven day 365 days a year retail operation which is um, which is a challenge and yeah that first year is extremely difficult the first three um, are extremely difficult uh, and you, you you just also don't realize the the quantity of what has to be done so so now yes of course you know you work uh, you work on the weekends but it's not because you necessarily have to go and uh, and you know run the run the till in the store um, you're obviously you're, you're doing a different um, a different array of duties. I think a thing on workplace stamina, definitely, I did definitely uh, learn a new workplace stamina, getting into um, sort of 
taking ownership of a retail hospitality business. Uh, you know, you you just you just realize that your your grit and your perseverance. Um, you you had some grit and perseverance that you didn't have before, um, and that definitely does come only when you get out there and do it. I, I'm glad you mentioned that grit because it's not smooth sailing. I'm a business owner myself, and. Uh, I went through fatigue. There were times that I wanted to to quit and stop. Did did that ever cross your mind in the first three years? Uh, in the first three years, uh, sure. I mean, it's hard to put hard to put exact dates on it, but there were times. I think I briefly mentioned before we were able to uh, to pass the bat on here and there. I remember at one point I was, you know, you you, you know, you're not you're not making good money, if any money, for the, for the first year or, or the first few years, um, especially uh, if, there's, if there's a few of you who are partners in the business. And at one point, I think it was two or three years in, I was like, look, I'm sorry, I've got, I've just got to, I've got to go and commit to something else for a little while. I can't, um, you know, give, give 90% of my time to this. Uh, it's just, it's, it wears me down too much. And then my, my partner, Rob, was, was the one who forged ahead. Uh, and then for a long time, he did so. And then he got to a point where he was like, also, he was like, look, I'm just, I'm done. Like, I can't, you know, should we, should we shift the business? Should we, should we sell? And I was like, no, let me take over. And that, um, and that wasn't, wasn't because of a lack of effort. I mean, this was even when you're working, you know, heavy hours and lots of emotional as well as, um, you know, your general input, you know, it's not, that's, that's, that's the thing I think about having your own business. You don't realize the amount of uh, emotional input and EQ that a business requires. And that's when you need uh, partners to, to help carry the load and a lot of times yeah when you just feel like flip you know where do we go from here does this go anywhere you know and you you question maybe why you're doing it a hundred percent we had a number of those days okay you know what like uh, I, I i i hear you and i agree with you hundred percent now i want to ask you just to take a step back i mean you mentioned grit a few times and uh, it, it sounds like you you come from a close-knit family so growing up, were your parents uh, were they business owners? Um, if they if they if they were, or if they still are, was that ever was business ever discussed at the dinner table? Yes, uh, absolutely. We did grow up um, in uh, in in family businesses from from all sides. Uh, for both um, my my partner Rob and uh, so Rob and Kirsten. Kirsten is my sister, and uh, Rob's obviously my, my brother-in-law, just for, for reference for people. Uh, Rob grew up in a family where I think uh, his uh, his father also owned his own business or was a partner in a, in, in a business. Um, he started his own business. My father, uh, as well, was uh, ran a number of businesses over the years, and uh, you know there was there were were, were points when. Uh, we, we, we ran family business, also in hospitality. It was B&Bs and conference centers. And I remember, you know, nights where, you know, <laughs> some, uh, a celebrity was doing a cooking show and they'd drop off a shirt to be washed at, uh, at, at, uh, at 11 at night to be ready for 6 a.m. the next morning. And there we were, you know, those were the kind of things we grew up with. Um, and uh, so, so there was always, I think, the understanding of what it takes to do your, do your own thing. Um, which is uh, which is interesting because we all saw hospitality as wow a really difficult and challenging business and I think we thought well I definitely thought to myself sure I don't want to go that route because um, I saw what it took to 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 make it a success but uh, here we are nonetheless yeah I was just about to say that I mean if you're growing up and the, what you just said now the cooking show some celebrity finished their stuff at 11 and needs to be ready the next morning but you went back for more after all these years why is that <laughs> 
my father still asks me that question. <laughs> He's, uh, he, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, the, it's the strangest thing. Uh, I don't know. Something, look, there is something very um, appealing about it. And it is very satisfying when you're able to, uh, to achieve things and, 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 and see sort of the fruits of your labor. Because it's very real time. You know, you, you produce something now. It's there. There are the people that are enjoying it. This is the community that you've created. It's very rewarding. And, and you can influence people. And um, it's, a, it's, it's a privileged space to be, actually. Um, but it, it does come with a huge, uh, a huge amount of input and, uh, and, and it is quite taxing. Um, so yeah, my father actually, I mean, he, if, if, if we thought he worked, uh, we worked hard, he came from a hospitality background. His father was a hotelier restauranteur, uh, my father as well, hotelier restauranteur. And, uh, that's why he asks us to this day, you know, what, what are you guys, what are you guys doing, doing this business where it's like the, you know, 365, uh, <laughs> almost 24 hours a day. Um, but, uh, but then again, we're all very, very passionate about it and love, love what we do. Excellent. Thank you so much. That is Sebastian from Motherland Coffee. Guys, if you enjoyed this podcast, please click download or share. Sebastian, thank you again for your time. Thanks so much for having me. It was great to chat with you, Charles. This podcast was brought to you by NetBank. Stay tuned for more on franchising or search NetBank Franchising for valuable information. See money differently. NetBank.